preparing for the Lord that is to come. And we've actually been remembering and preparing our hearts and our minds for the coming of the Lord through this uh, Advent table. So if we can go ahead and, and get the lights, this is going to be a special moment for all of us to just pause, reflect, pray, and remember. And here at this table, you already see there are three candles that are already lit. The first candle, which is purple, actually symbolizes hope. It's sometimes called the prophecy candle because it reminds us of all of those who believed even when they didn't see. But they believed that God would send his son to save us. And there's been this passage that we've been reflecting on. Unto us a child is born, and he will be called many things. He will be called Prince of Peace. So this candle of hope actually represents hope and expectation. And then um, after, we actually have the candle of faith, where we actually remember Joseph and Mary as they took that journey all the way to Bethlehem and they trusted God even though they didn't truly understand everything that was to come. And in, in that, um, faith is going without knowing. It's trusting no matter what. We remember how Mary and Joseph went and trusted God even though they didn't fully understand. And in this Christmas season, as the Lord has you on a journey that requires faith, and as we talked about last week, every step with the Lord, every next step, every next season is always going to require more faith, not less faith. Then last week, we uh, lit another candle, um, purple as well, and it actually is what we call the shepherd's candle, and it represents joy. Because the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ is the birth of our everlasting joy. The joy that cannot be quenched, just like this candle in the midst of darkness, it will remain always. And tonight, today, sorry, this morning, it's Christmas Eve, um, is the final candle. And oftentimes, this candle is actually called the angel's candle. And it actually um, represents to us just how when, when, when the, the Lord was born, this one may not come on, um, it actually reminds us how, how the angels sang. And this, this candle actually represents peace. And it's lit today at, because it reminds us of when the angels sang out loud, they sang glory to God in the highest heaven and peace to those on earth in whom his favor rests. So today, as we reflect on this candle that won't go on today, but <laughs> it goes on in our hearts, um, the candle of peace, we remember that peace comes to those on whom his favor rests. So what, how do we prepare for Christmas? We prepare for Christmas with remembering and reflecting on faith, on hope, on joy, and on peace.
Let's pray together. God, we thank you because you are good, because you are God, because you are in control. And Lord God, there is a light that will never go out, and that light is Jesus. And thank you, Lord God, that we forever have a place, God, with him. Thank you that you loved us so much that you'd rather do, you'd rather come, die, than live without us, Lord God. Thank you, God, that you became like us so that we could be with you. And Lord, today, as our brother Al was saying, we receive. We receive the gift of Emmanuel, God with us. For unto us a child is born, Lord. And he will be called Prince of Peace. Give us that peace, God. Give us that hope. Give us that joy. Give us that faith that goes beyond situation, circumstance, and understanding. We love you, Lord, and we lift you up and pray all of this in the beautiful and faithful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We can go ahead and get the full lights on once again. And today our scripture reading is actually going to come from um, the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. We've actually just been on one verse this entire month. And we'll also be reading from Luke, chapter uh, 2, um, verse uh, 14. So you can go ahead and open up your Bibles and read along. And I'll be reading in English, but you can follow along in your heart language. If it's that's Spanish... Um, and uh, those online, feel free to follow along as well. And the scripture should be up on the projector as well. So we'll start with um, opening up our hearts and opening up our minds from hearing from God's precious, precious word. Also, um, today, this is a, a Christmas family service. So feel free, feel at home. We actually have hot chocolate and some goodies there, which we're all going to enjoy immediately after service. But go ahead and grab your hot chocolate, grab a snack. You're amongst family, you're home here. This is, this is um, like us spending our family Christmas together. So please feel free to grab some of the goodies that are there if you just can't wait. They're there, they're ready for us. And, um, and feel free to do that at any point during the service today. Today's uh, first scripture reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. And it, it reminds us of these precious and beautiful words. Isaiah, chapter 9, beginning at verse 6. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government or all authority will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Then our second passage comes from Luke chapter 2, verse 14, where we today, this morning, we sing along with the angels on high. We sing glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Amen. Let's pray together. 
as we enter into this Christmas story this morning. Vamos a orar. Lord, we thank you for this Christmas story, this Christmas season, this Christmas truth and invitation that you invite us into, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that you are greater, Lord, than anything that we could ask for or even imagine, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you always, always make a way. You never, Lord, just leave us hanging. You always, God, pave the way forward. So, Lord God, we thank you for this beautiful morning of, of, uh, of Christmas Eve where we can reflect on your goodness and on your mighty hand. And, Lord God, we ask that today you would humble our hearts, humble our minds to be able to receive a new and everlasting word from you, God, a word that will never, ever, ever be quenched. Lord God, forgive us when we've just sometimes taken the, your word for granted and we haven't known exactly what to do with it. But Lord God, today, as, as we have uh, prepared our hearts, Lord, we simply want to receive what you have to say to us, Lord God. Amaze us by this truth that you came to us because we couldn't make it to you. Lord, help us to celebrate the miracle of Christmas. The miracle that reminds us that we're never ever alone because of this gift, Emmanuel, God with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. During this whole Advent season, we've been starting off every single week with reminding us of the point of Christmas. And the point of Christmas is, is quite simple. It's a reminder to us that the story of Christmas is the story of Emmanuel, God with us. La historia de Navidad es la historia de Emmanuel, Dios con nosotros. Where God actually comes to us. God steps into the messiness of the human experience. God isn't afraid. God isn't held back. He isn't intimidated. He steps in to the chaos, to the sometimes ugliness that we're afraid to look at, and he steps in and does something about it. In the passages that we read today, we see the story of how God entered the world through Jesus Christ, the true God, the one who created us for himself, the one who created us in his image and What we really celebrate is this amazing gift in Christmas that sometimes is hard for us to even wrap our heads around, but we talk about it every single week, especially in preparation in this Advent season. And what we celebrate is the gift of God with us through this event, this, um, this miracle called the Incarnation. Through the Incarnation, God becomes human in Jesus Christ. God shows up and he takes action. He's not passive. He takes action to save us and restore our connection with him that's been lost because of sin. And we're actually, uh, we've been preparing for that good news during this Christmas season and in this Christmas week, which we've begun already. In the passage that we've been meditating on and reflecting on and the meaning of these, uh, these candles that have been pointing to something eternal faith, joy, hope, and, and everlasting joy. We're, 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 uh, we've actually been uh, 
preparing for that good news during this Christmas season. We've been reading over and over again these words from the prophet Isaiah that were given to all of humanity, an unexpected hope that didn't even make immediate sense, but has made eternal and everlasting impact. When the prophet Isaiah says to us, unto us a child is born, and he will be called Prince of Peace. We've been learning this entire month what the scriptures actually mean when it says that we are to prepare for the Lord in the flesh and that he will come to us as the Prince of Peace. How can we receive the Prince of Peace and how can we live lives of peace? As we learned last week, we, we've learned the hope and the gift and the desire that God has for us. God's desire for you and for me is to live a life of peace. That's part of the hope. That's part of the gift of Christmas. To live a life of peace that includes joy, that includes a feeling of purpose, that includes a feeling of alignment in your life. As we've been talking about over these past few weeks, the definition of peace is actually the living experience of contentment, joy, and purpose. When we have the living experience of contentment, joy, and purpose, then we have peace. But without contentment, without joy, without purpose, we don't have peace. But the gift of God is the gift of alignment, the alignment of contentment, joy, and purpose in our lives. This story that we're learning about, that we're reflecting on, that gathers us all here this morning, and that, and that the family of God throughout history and throughout the world is actually um, uh, celebrating today and tomorrow and throughout this season is the birth story of our Lord Jesus Christ the birth story of our Lord in a manger. Yes, it's a very specific birth story of the Savior of the world. And yes, it's Christmas and we celebrate that, but even more important than how the birth occurred with the manger and the animals, even more important than all of that is who is being born, is who is entering into the world. That's the key part of this Christmas story. And the most important part of the Christmas story is not just what happened or what happens on these special days, but the key to all of it is who happened, who it's all about, who came into the world. Jesus entered into the world. And friends, brothers, sisters, we know this, we proclaim this, and we remind each other of, of this tr eternal truth so that we don't forget but Jesus entered into the world. And Christmas is all about Jesus. That's the point. That's the purpose. All the other stuff is nice. All the other stuff is add-on. But Jesus is the purpose of Christmas. Christmas is all about Jesus. So before we forget, before we move on with all the other things, let's pause and remember and celebrate and, and lift it up. Happy birthday to our Lord Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Happy birthday to the one who came into the world to save us, who loved us so much that he would do anything.
to reconnect with us. You know, a good pastor friend of mine, he has that as part of his Christmas tradition. We asked what some of our Christmas traditions are. One Christmas tradition that this pastor friend of mine has is that every single year with his family, it's a, before they open any gift, they actually bring out a birthday cake and they all sing happy birthday to Jesus, to the Lord. It's kind of a fun little tradition. Yeah, and I know someone can get really particular and legalistic and say, well, that may not have been the actual date, but you know that's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus, and that's what matters, amen? Because the miracle of Christmas is the miracle that God came to us. God became like us so that we could be with him forever. That's the gift. That's the beauty of this day. That one has entered to fulfill a mission to save us all, to redeem us, to restore us. And he's now made that possible through the gift of God, Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus has come to save us. Jesus has come to give us the gift of peace, hope, joy, and faith. This is good news for everyone. The good news of Christmas is actually an invitation to see things in a new light. Not just the way we're used to it, but in a new light. You know, because there's always going to be this tension in the world between, um, you know, the, the, the situations that we go to, or go through, and the challenges that we encounter, sometimes all of those things can, um, can try to convince us that this is all there is. But then Jesus enters into this world, and the Christmas message is the invitation for us to remember that, no, this is not all there is. There is more. We're not called to just settle or to conform for, well, that's just the way things are. This is all there is. No, there is more. There is more to life. There is more to your calling. There is more to your story. There is more to your journey. There is more love. There is more joy. There is more faith. There is more hope available to you. That's the gift of God. There's more. The gift of Jesus is the gift of God with us. There's more for you. It's not done. Your story's not done. Your journey's not done. Because the creator of the world enters into the human story in the form of a baby. He could have come in any way. He could have come triumphantly, challenging all authorities, all governments, all of that, waging uh, a, a, a confrontation with them. But no, he comes in the form of a baby. The new king and the savior of the world appears in the form of a baby. That's a miracle. Why? Why does he do that? What does a baby even do? A baby shows up. A baby appears, and some of us have had experiences with babies, right? Babies don't really do much. They cry a lot. They, you know, 
Uh, you have to change a lot of diapers. You lose a lot of sleep. But I'll tell you what, a baby changes everything. Everything in your life will change because of that child. Again, they don't really do much, but they absolutely change everything. Jesus comes, and before doing anything, Jesus shows up, and he gives us the gift of his presence, and that changes everything. The birth of Jesus holds together everything. It holds together the presence of God, the power of God, and the promises of God. That all comes together in this amazing story of God with us. Jesus entered into the world humbly, but also with a purpose to actually restore our relationship with God and with each other, to give us hope, a hope that will never, ever die, to restore our relationship with God, with ourselves, with each other, with the earth, with all of creation. That's what Jesus did. So during Christmas, we celebrate the beautiful gift the miracle that God is with us. We witness to God's withness, as I've shared before here at Imago. We witness to God's withness. He is with us, He is with you. And we get to witness and proclaim that good news. God shows up in us, and we're empowered now to show up for others to show up when we receive the gift of Emmanuel, the gift of God's presence. When by faith we simply believe and accept the reality that God has shown up, and that changes everything. Then we can receive that gift and, a gift and also give the gift of Emmanuel when we show up for others. When we show up, when we serve, when we do life together, when we gather, when we invite others into life with God? You know, here's the truth, and many of you know this better than me, that our family and our community, they may or may not remember, and especially if you have kids as well, they may or not remember the gifts that, that they get this year. Some may, some may not, but I guarantee you something they will remember for the rest of their lives they will remember whether or not you were there. They will remember whether or not you showed up, whether or not you were present. God is our example. He shows up. He's present with us. We receive the gift of God, and now we can receive that gift and pass it on. And bless others with the gift of presence. We're now empowered to show up with others and for others. That's a gift. That's a blessing. So this year, I know, I get it. Every single Christmas season, there's so much to do. Right? We all have, in fact, right? I, we rejoice in, in all, all those that we're, are, we have here together. But we know that others feel so caught up and busy as well. Maybe they're tuning in online. But this year, for all of us, I want to encourage us. And I say this a lot of years. 
But I want to encourage us not only to focus on a Christmas to-do list, but in fact, of the, in light of the gift of God's presence with us, let's not just focus on the to-do list, but together, can we actually commit to a Christmas to-be list? Not just a to-do list, but a to-be list. And I get it. We celebrate all the wonderful and fun things on Christmas. Some of us are, are buying presents, we're wrapping gifts, we're sending cards, we're shopping for food, we're seeing the lights. But this year, part of the invitation of Christmas is to take a step beyond that, to go the next level. We can go beyond a Christmas to-do list and we can ask God to guide us and to help us with making a Christmas to-be list. This is going that next step. This is living into the gift and the reality of Christmas. So what does that look like practically, right? Well, first, how about instead of only buying presents, you can choose to be present. To be present with those that God has entrusted you with. With your nearest neighbors, which are your family. Which are your children, which is your spouse, which is your church family. Which is extended family. Those that God has put in your sphere of influence. Number two. In the Christmas to be list. Instead of just wrapping gifts, maybe you can wrap someone in a much needed hug. Because we all need that, especially in this time. To just pause, wrap someone in a hug, remind them. Remember, no one's a mind reader. They don't know what you're thinking. They don't know that you love them and appreciate them. Tell them. That's the way they'll know. Wrap them in, in that hug, in that appreciation. This year, instead of just sending cards, guess what we can do? We can send peace. We can pass the peace. Remember, we've been learning to do that throughout this month. We can bless one another and pass the peace of God to each other. And some of you remember how to do this, but if you don't, we're all learning together here. But remember, we pass the peace together when we say the words, peace be with you and also with you. Peace be with you and also with you. And we've learned it in the way Jesus said it to his disciples as well, right? Shalom, alechem, shalom. Shalom, alechem, shalom. Again, Christmas to be list. We can be the peace, pass the peace. For instead of just putting up lights, you and I can be the light. We can be the light in the places that God has put us. We can continue to shine the light of Christ this Christmas. And this is the gift of God. He will do it in us. He will do it through us. And we can serve as his channels. We can serve as his vehicles for him to be able to demonstrate his love, his grace, his blessing to those around us. Do you know that this Christmas, God can choose to love others through you? I've experienced that before through some of you. I've experienced it through my wife, through my children, through, um, through, through others as well, through kind strangers. 
I've experienced, I've, sometimes I've paused and I've remembered, wow, God has loved me through this person. And God can do the same in and through you this Christmas. That's part of the gift of what we celebrate. To put it very simply, and I like saying these things every single year so that it gets ingrained in our hearts. But to put it very simply, what we celebrate today and what we celebrate in this season of Christmas is a miracle. Christmas is a miracle. La Navidad es un milagro. It's a miracle of Emmanuel, of the gift of God, of God showing up, of the presence of God with us. That is a miracle. The scriptures announce it as that, exactly as a miracle. It's not God trying to convince us of something. It's not an argument. It's just a miracle. It's an announcement. And when we respond with worship and praise, that's the right response to the miracle of Christmas. And that's what we can do with this Christmas miracle. With any miracle in life, remember, uh, as we've talked about it before, right? If we can explain it, then it's not a miracle. The God that we, that we worship is the God of miracles. And what do we do with miracles? We receive them. We receive the miracle, we share the miracle, and we let God have all of the glory. That's what we do this Christmas. That's what together we can actually uh, rejoice in. Receiving the miracle, passing on the miracle, and giving God all of the glory. Now, our Lord Jesus entered into the messiness and the chaos of this world and of the human experience. In this, and one thing that's pretty amazing about this year in 2023, which is approximately um, 2023 years after the birth of our, Lord, of our Lord Jesus, that today in 2023, in the exact same land where Jesus entered into the human story, he entered into messiness, he entered into chaos, he entered into scary things. Remember Herod? He wanted a census. He wanted every first child to be eliminated. That's the chaos. That's the messiness that the Lord Jesus entered into. Today, in Bethlehem, most of you know this. There is messiness, there is war, and there is chaos in the land where Jesus was born. In Bethlehem, today, in 2023, there's actually a church of the nativity, which is the location where many believe is the exact location or the approximate location where Jesus was born. And in that area, this church of the nativity actually chose to have a very specific kind of view of the birth of Jesus. And we have a couple of, of, uh, of images of it, actually. In the Church of the Nativity right now, there's this, this image of Jesus being born into rubble, into chaos. And we can't see it here, but there's actually barbed wire around it as well. There's another view of it as well. And 
in, in this nativity scene, I read about this last night, but in this Bethlehem nativity scene in the Church of the Nativity, it shows rubble, it shows razor wire, and Christians in Bethlehem, because there still are Christians in that, in that space, and <coughs> Christians from all over the world, actually even on most years, not this year, but tend to go there to worship. And this year, actually, Christians in that area have chosen to actually have prayers of reflection, prayers for, um, for the world, for, for, for peace. And instead of just the standard uh, Christmas celebrations, during this, this time of challenge, of war, of chaos, and we've been praying for this every single week, we grieve with those who grieve, our hearts are broken, but worshipers actually tonight and in this Christmas season, they, they light candles and they pray around this nativity scene with the figure standing amid this installation of just rubble and barbed wire around it. Outside of the church of the nativity is uh, this, this manger in Bethlehem. And yes, before, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, the standard Christmas celebrations. But this year, organizers are calling everyone to just do things a little bit differently. To pray, to remember, to intercede, and focus on the spiritual aspects of Christmas. But one thing I want to remind us all of with, with this image is that Jesus is not afraid or intimidated by your messiness. Jesus is not scared of your chaos, of your rubble, of your barbed wire that you use to keep people in or out. Christmas is an invitation to see the power of God at work when you let him in, when you let him into those spaces, when you let him into your heart, into those spaces when we invite him into those parts of our broken world. Because at the end of each year, here's the truth, right? We hear it every single year, and we're beginning to hear it now in different ways. There are predictions for what will happen in the year to come, right? This next year, there's going to be a lot of chaos. There'll be messiness. It's going to be the worst year for the economy ever. We've heard all of those things already. Yes, that may be true. And guess what? Whether it's true or not, the presence of God enters into that messiness. The presence of God enters into that chaos. And no matter what, the power and the promises of Emmanuel remain true. God is with us. God is for us. God is ahead of us. God is behind us to protect us. And guess what? No matter what may come, God is with us and God is still on the throne. God still shows up in the rubble, in the chaos. He shows up. Hallelujah. So today and this week, together, may we celebrate, may we pray, may we reflect, may we remember the birth of Jesus and the coming of our Savior at Christmas time.
We are actually just like those in that first Christmas. We're coming together like the wise men, like the shepherds, and we're here for the purpose of worshiping the newborn king. He is the Lord. And he will reign forever and ever. No matter what chaos, no matter what messiness, no matter what rubber, rubble or barbed wire is around us, the Lord will reign forever. Jesus is the gift of God with us. God with us here, God with us now. And friends, brothers, sisters, I want you to, to remember this, that Christmas is an invitation. It's an invitation for you. Christmas is in the invitation to seek the presence of God everywhere and see the promises of God in everything. Seek the presence of God everywhere and see the promises of God in everything. So that no matter what, no matter if it is a silent, peaceful night or a night that's filled with chaos, rubble, and barbed wire, we can sing just as the angels did in that first Christmas, as it says in Luke 2.14. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace be with you and also with you. Shalom. Alekum shalom. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you because you are the God who reigns forever and evermore. No matter what we may be seeing or experiencing, Lord God, you reign. God, we thank you that you go beyond any expectation that we may have. Te damos gracias, Señor, por tu gracia. Lord, we thank you for the gift of Emmanuel, a gift that is greater than any gift that we could ever ask for because we have you with us always through the joy, through the peace, through the suffering, through the chaos, through the hope, through the laughter. You are there, God. And during this Christmas, we celebrate that the word became flesh. And God, we pray through the power of your Holy Spirit that your word would continue to become flesh in us. Continue to do that new thing and beautiful thing in us this Christmas, Lord. We love you, God. And we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Friends, brothers, sisters, let's stand and let's continue to rejoice and worship.
family, as we're reflecting on Christmas, let's prepare our hearts. And I'm going to invite you to actually briefly sit. And we have this brief Christmas reflection for us as we prepare for these final songs of worship, remembering the meaning of Christmas.